0: So, uh, David, on your drives um, from Dallas to uh, Nevada, you've driven through Wichita Falls, Texas. It's about two hours outside of, of Dallas.
1: There's so many little small towns going out that way, but yes, I must have. Yeah, yeah. Well... It rings a bell, so yeah. <laughs> maybe very- you stop there for gas and some sunflower seeds and some jerky. I don't sure, know, yeah. Vanilla Coke.
0: Those things. Um, apparently, there's not a whole lot to do in Wichita Falls. Um, a lady was recently... Um, banned from walmart i guess maybe indefinitely which seems like the worst punishment you could receive right for um (laughs) spending about three hours driving an electric shopping cart through their parking lot uh while drinking wine from a pringles can
1: where were employees and law enforcement for the first two hours two hours and a half this is going on yeah. After half an hour of this, they were like, we should call someone. No, we'll let her try to get this out of her system for another two and a half hours. Really?
0: I, I think it was nice to the Walmart employees. They let the police officer sleep in. They didn't place the call till 9 a.m. So that's, uh, I don't know, kudos to the Walmart employees. Um, but so many questions, right? Like, one, had no idea electric uh, shopping carts had batteries that that good. Yeah, right?
1: ba- battery technology is getting much better.
0: That's, that's the Tesla of, of Walmart shopping carts. Uh, two, what flavor Pringles? Three, was the wine poured in to the Pringles can or was it just a bottle of wine inside a
1: Pringles can? Like a really small skinny bottle of wine inside yeah, the Pringles can? exactly. Th- those are too, it's too hard to digest for me. Looks like those Pringles are going to be.
0: Well, you know what they say.
1: No, I don't. I have no idea <laughs> what they say about the situation. So whatever you're gonna say is gonna be completely new and a surprise to me, but go ahead.
0: Once you pop, the fun don't stop.
1: There it is. There it is. And this is Objectively Correct Sports Live, the only show in the known universe with a couple of guys, me and Anthony, talking about sports and other things like Pringle can wine in Walmart parking lots. I still think that's way too long for that to go on.
0: Hero or villain, I can't decide.
1: Well, she's probably in jail. So I think society has deemed her a villain.
0: No, not arrested. What? Not detained. No. Name not released. What? So she walks among us. A hero, I think I think I've done it on the hero side. Not that I think like her behavior is enviable or that we should model. Okay,
1: so she's doing something that is not heroic, but you're gonna classify her as a hero?
0: Um, because I think any lesser person would jump on this notoriety and cash in while you could. Like that Pringles endorsement, shopping electric shopping carts endorsement, um,
1: all I know is one. the Bears GM would not be happy about that interview.
0: That's a total me moment, not a we moment.
1: That is. She's all about the team. She's probably a Walmart employee, <laughs> and that's why they're not trying to release anything on it.
0: The live stream's back. Welcome to the first live stream of 2019. And for those listening on delay on the podcast, thanks for joining in again. One caveat, one note for the podcast: uh, we are sleep training.
1: Not, not we not we're no we are not we're highly Adonate. trained sleepers we are well no you need a machine to help you sleep so um, you've you've been doing it wrong for a long time
0: millions of americans uh have congested airways while they sleep it's not a big deal why are you making a big deal of this i feel like you're really putting me in a defensive position right now um but our baby not our baby we don't have a baby okay
1: we don't have one.
0: My baby that I had with my wife. Yeah. Just us alone. Yep. No I, one else was involved. I
1: was, although I did live here.
0: Not at the time of conception.
1: No. I wasn't going there during
0: gestation. You yeah. did live with us. I did. Yeah.
1: That's when the baby's cooking, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that germinating?
0: Americanating.
1: <laughs> get it? Because it's, it's marinating and she's American? That's good. So our website is subjectivelycorrect.com, and uh, you can check out our website. Uh, hoping, still hoping to get some articles up there. We're still working on that. Yeah. Catch us on Twitter at SubCorrect, at A.G. Montague, and at D.P. Henderson 1515. We usually just use Twitter to communicate with each other any news we find out on Twitter, but every once in a while we share it with the world, and we bless people with that. Yeah. So I wanted to start the show today and on the stream, forgive my phone usage, but I got some notes on my phone here. Oh. I wanted to talk about the people we feel sad for. You got that? Got your paper got ready paper. to go? I got my paper. Okay. <laughs> I want to start with the uh, people we feel sad for in the NFL. Okay. Do you want to do one at a time or do you want to do my list and your list? I don't know
0: how many you have. We can. You, you can go do a few. I have like five. I only have two. Okay, so let's do 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 a couple. I'll do one. Okay. So
1: the first person I feel sorry for is Alshon Jeffrey. Okay. Of course, for the obvious reason of the ball going through his hands and landing, happens to land perfectly in the hand of a saint, and game over for the Eagles as they were marching down. It looked like they were going to score no matter what. Plus, that Foles magic was rolling. And when the Foles magic is rolling, you just don't stop it. It's like a Pringles can.
0: Yeah, the only thing that was going to stop Nick Foles was another Eagles teammate.
1: Yep, and that's what happened unfortunately. But I feel bad mostly for Alshon Jeffrey, not because he ended the Eagles season. I mean, there are a whole lot of factors that go into that game. That one single play didn't determine the outcome of the game. It did at the end. But you know, a lot of things went into that game. The Eagles could have scored more than just the two touchdowns they scored at the very beginning of the game, mm-hmm. and they got completely shut down. Things could have gone differently for them. But I'm bummed that the Foles era is over. Yeah. And now Wentz is going to spend all of his time throwing the ball to tight ends. And Alshon Jeffrey may not see another football. Ever again, that may be the last ball he gets passed to him.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wentz loves his tight ends, which is why I drafted Zach Ertz in my fantasy league, and once he went down, Ertz' production dropped dramatically. Yeah. Um, the one thing I saw about er, uh, about Alshon Jeffrey, he was interviewed after the game. They asked, you know, what happened, and he explained, Yeah, I just you dropped the ball, went through my hands. He's like, he said, I'll take that L or I'll take that loss, right? Like it's it's on me. And uh, and people were like praising him, like oh, he stood up and, and you know took the blame for dropping the ball. It's like, yeah,
1: who else is he going to blame? <laughs> it,
0: it, he couldn't blame Nick Foles; it was right in his hands. Um, yeah, so I I don't I don't like the let's praise you for doing what you're supposed to do. In the words of uh, Chris Rock, may he rest in peace. What? what? What you want a cookie? Did you just
1: kill Chris Rock?
0: oh what is he alive okay i have not heard from chris rockley chris
1: call well he he thinks comedy is dead yeah maybe he's hiding out because he 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 feels like comedy is dead he feels like he cannot say what he wants to say he he feels like the climate is kevin hart yeah he feels like the climate is such that you can't really do comedy anymore yeah but there's a lot of comedians doing comedy unless
0: unless unless you're on this show oh david we have a sponsor
1: Okay, you just kind of spring this on me. We're yeah. in the middle of the sad I'm NFL sorry. people. Yeah. Is okay. this is this segment the one sponsored by our sponsor?
0: Yeah, this segment is sponsored by our sponsor. We should have gotten to that at the at the beginning. I know, but Okay,
1: okay. Well, okay. That's an egregious error. Correct it now. Uh
0: today's show and this segment in particular sponsored by Granite. The 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 stone. So, I always felt that um Granite um, adorning people's countertops for four and a half billion years, right? And I've always felt that granite is the uh, is the bedrock of society. You know, and some people, they look at that stone and, and they just really take it for granite.
1: That's a long way to go for a bad granite pun. Bad? <laughs> but that's, continue. That's who we continue are. Continue with your... The next person continue. I feel bad for in the NFL is all Phil. Old Phil Rivers, that poor guy. And and which leads me to a question. Should the NFL be seeded the same way the NBA playoffs are seeded? Not by who won the division or whatever, but just the best. You just rank them one through six Mm -hmm. and go from there and seed them that way. Because the Chargers would have had a bye and played home games. The way the Patriots were able to have a bye and play, uh, uh, have a home game against them. And that could have changed everything because the Patriots do not travel had not traveled well this season. and going from the west Coast to the East Coast is not an easy uh, thing to do. And historically, it's been shown that West Coast teams traveling east in just about every sport have a, have a, a lower a, or a worse record than yeah. any other travel type schedule or any other distance or, or direction to travel in professional sports. So
0: I feel like this is a math problem.:
1: No, no, because if you start if you start Phil Rivers in, in LA. And you start Andrew Luck in in Indianapolis, and they're both traveling to their destinations. Phil they... Rivers
0: in a sprinter van with his nine children.
1: That's right. That's right. I saw a great meme of uh, him like looking at the, up at the sky like, oh, no, probably during the game of the Patriots where they just couldn't get anything done. And it said, when you find the perfect car, but it only seats 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he has lots of kids. I but I also think about Andrew Luck that way because... The Colts were really really rolling and people gave them a legitimate chance to beat the Chiefs. Yeah. On a bye.
0: Yeah, I mean they playing to, what, at home 10 and 1, right?
1: Yeah, so they were the hottest team in the NFL. But that week off and playing at home proved to be a major factor this week all the home teams that were on byes won their games.
0: Well, especially Andy Reid. Andy Reid has like the best record of head coaches coming off a of bye yeah if yeah. you give him time you give that man time he's gonna put together a game plan a a good game plan off a bye.
1: good analysis thank you which is so true so people were praising the Colts defense for the way they were able to disguise their uh their coverages and things like that in their game against whoever they beat the week before help me out what who they beat the week before the Ravens
0: the oh the chargers yeah. Yes. No, no, no!
1: Not the Chargers. Oh, the Colts.
0: The, the Colts. Be the Texans.
1: The Texans. The Texans. That's right. So I'm sorry, Deshaun Deshaun Watson was playing really well, and he's a good quarterback. But he looked absolutely foolish against their secondary mm-hmm. and their their why because. What they were saying, and Dominic Foxworth and, and other analysts were really um, impressed by by whoever it was that caught this. I'm, my name's slipping me, just like the name of the Texans was. But they were impressed by how well the Colts were disguising their packages. And I thought maybe uh, their coverages. And I thought maybe Patrick Mahomes, being a young quarterback, might struggle with that. But Andrew Reid was like, "I got you. You follow the Walrus all the way to the Super Bowl." Did you call and he'll him get Andrew you there. Reed. Did I?
0: Maybe. Yeah. A bit formal.
1: Yeah. Well. <laughs> I also yep. call him the Walrus. So, <laughs> you remember the the Minnesota golf, Gophers football coach who looked like the Gopher from Winnie the Pooh? What? Dude, look it up. It is delightful. Pretty he looks just like the Gopher from Winnie the Pooh. But yeah, so the teams that had the buy won. Yeah, across the board, and I'm interested to see what that record might be. Right, the teams that have the buy and are playing at home are probably like. Have like an eighty-five percent win percentage or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, I, but the NFL is weird because the, often you do see a number of like wild co- teams playing wild card weekend that end up in the Super Bowl. Yeah, or winning the Super Bowl. But yeah, I wonder if, if on average, you are benefited from from having the bye. Right. <gasps> Baby alert! Yep. I don't know if you can hear that weekend. We can. Can. All right, um, first, my I'm sad for this person, Le'Veon Bell. He didn't play. He didn't play at all this year. But if C.J. Anderson taught us nothing, it's that sometimes the running back is an interchangeable piece. You have Todd Gurley rushing for 115 yards. C.J. Anderson, 123, two touchdowns. A guy who was cut by the Oakland Raiders without ever playing That's, a game? If I
1: played for the Oakland Raiders, I would try to get cut <laughs> every day because apparently if you get cut or traded by the Raiders, you become a Super Bowl like contender and you become a Pro Bowl yeah. player right away. Yeah. Well, some of them were Pro Bowl players before, but Amari Cooper, Khalil Mack, and now C.J. Anderson are just playing out of their minds in big games. Thank you, John mm-hmm. Gruden.
0: And so, so it really makes you wonder, do we overvalue the running back position? Is it so much more, is it the line, the scheme, the ability to throw the ball, right, that, that keeps the defense honest? Um, and so if I'm Le'Veon Bell, I feel a little maybe upset <laughs> that, that someone who wasn't on an NFL roster four weeks ago is uh, is having a phenomenal game in the playoffs. Yeah,
1: he's known the Rams' plays for less than a month. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe running backs are pretty interchangeable, and I think they kind of can be, mm-hmm. but offensive line and scheme I think is way more important than the running back that's running. All right, my next player. Any player who misses a bonus check because of something someone else did. <laughs> yeah. Right, so imagine if you're a bear, right, and you get a bonus. It's in your contract you get a bonus for every playoff game that you win. How do you feel about Cody Parkey if he cost you seventy five thousand or hundred thousand dollars? Ah, yeah, you know what I mean. Or how do you feel about Alshon Jeffrey if you're an offensive lineman and for every playoff win that you get, you get a bonus? How heartbreaking would that be? You know what I mean? Right. Renee agrees with me. <laughs> She's freaking out right now because I'm so right. Right. <laughs> so I'm sad for those individuals. Okay. Who 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 do you got? Who uh, you speaking
0: of? Cody Parkey. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and but I'm not I'm not sad that he missed the kick. He missed the kick, right? Well, it was it was it was, blocked. was,
1: t- it was, it was a blocked kick. It was tipped. statistically, it was it a was blocked tips. kick. And so if it's going to double doink, if it's going to double doink, the tip definitely affected it or maybe it helped it go the other way. Yeah. Maybe we have a mighty duck situation where where Charlie Conway is like, "Yeah, but a qu- when Car- Gordon Bombay was like a quarter of an inch the other way and it would have gone in." And then Charlie, quite astutely for a young child, kid, young man, says yeah, but a quarter of an inch the other way, and you would have missed completely, which still is a miss, Charlie. <laughs> Just triple deke yourself on out of here because that makes no sense.
0: Yeah, so uh, so I'm Charlie. Uh, okay, you're kind of bogarting my uh, my time here. Sorry. Okay. Uh, no, what what I'm what I'm sad about is kind of what, what I do. <laughs> what, first of all, like the fan reaction, like yeah, that was scary. <sighs> if 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 your in, entire uh, self worth is wrapped up in your football team. You need, to, you need to diversify.
1: So I, I don't know if people have noticed in, in our show, like, we like sports a lot. Like, I love the 49ers. There's talk of maybe Antonio Brown going to the 49ers, and I'm freaking out that maybe Jerry Rice might be, like, rubbing elbows with Antonio Brown, and then we'll have Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan throwing passes to Antonio Brown. I'm really excited about that. But when the 49ers suck and they lose, I, I don't cry about it. I don't yell at the kicker. How'd you turn this
0: into a 49 ers segment?
1: Just I'm talking about my fandom. Okay. All I'm right. my fan. but but I agree so, yeah. so we don't take sports as seriously as, as a lot of other sports shows do because I think we we have a healthy relationship with our sports where we enjoy it mm-hmm. it's fun for us mm-hmm. the, the drama is exciting but we're not going to throw things at our TV yeah we don't break stuff yeah we're we not going to go on Twitter and, and yell the F word yeah we're not going to be those guys mm-hmm. right yeah
0: I mean I might burn down a, a car right or rob the quickie mart or something
1: but <laughs> <laughs> Tom Tom yeah Tom Thumb. <laughs> um, that, that was an inside joke between you, and me, and your sister about the Tom Thumb thing. So that 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 translated nowhere for anybody, but that's okay.
0: So it's not okay. So Cody Parky went on the Today Show this weekend.
1: But wait, was you said it was today?
0: He <sighs> went on a, the Sunday morning NBC show. Or was it? Was it? When was it? No, it was Friday. I think Derailed, woo woo. Derailed, yeah. yes. He went on the Today Show Friday morning, okay, okay. and he was, uh, you know, he, t- he talked about the play, talked about some of the fan reaction, and and was said, you know, playing football is what I do. It's not who I am, and he's, you know, he's got other things in life, whatever. But well, he's um, an attractive millionaire, and, and he, he does w- have a few other things going for him. <laughs> yeah. And he and he he like Alshon Jeffrey was, you know, praised for whatever talking about his failure
1: so someone asked him a question and he said yes i did not make that kick and that's on me and people yeah. are like good for you yeah it doesn't happen when i go to work they're like all your students failed this big exam i know and that's on me you know what good job dave thank you for owning up to that yeah it doesn't happen at my job it happen at your job uh no we lost that contract you're right that's on me guys you know what anthony thank you for your honesty we appreciate you just owning up to your mistakes yeah here's a raise
0: not likely no? No. Well. Uh, so uh, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, Ryan Pace the GM of uh, uh, the Bears. The Bears. Uh, they had a press conference. So the head coach and GM of the Bears had a press conference after the Today Show interview and, um, and they didn't hold back. They essentially said uh, Parkey's gone. Uh, they said we need to get better in the, there in, in the kicker position. You know we need to get it's better? It's an area of focus. And, um, we need to get
1: better in the area of the team that is actually supposed to score the points because he was your leading scorer for that game that you lost. That's true. Uh, <laughs> Just saying.
0: And then talking about the interview, they said that seemed more like a me thing and not a we thing. We like to stress. We talk about uh, as a team, we win as a team and lose as a team. And I didn't necessarily think that that was too much of a we thing. Um Okay, like, I like again, I, I don't care about someone, like, taking responsibility for their loss, whatever, like, you shouldn't get praised for that, but that's fine, but you also shouldn't get, like, you, again, I'm, like, criticizing, but I don't think you should be, your coach shouldn't come out and say, you shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't dogpile on you like this, right. because... Cody here, he really wasn't making it about himself. When there's such a reaction to something you did, it was I think a, it should be addressed.
1: The, the situation was about him. And yeah. he was on a show because they wanted to be there. And they were asking him questions about mm-hmm. his experience with this. Yeah. Because this is a fascinating thing. People are fascinated by this idea of someone failing so publicly. Yeah. Right? And so they're asking him questions about that. That's something that's fascinating to us as a society. Mm-hmm. And so we ask him about his failure. And he responds to it. And then people who, who failed as a team are calling him out for failing yeah. as an individual so, in an interview. So, again,
0: I don't think Cody Parkey deserves praise for owning the, the missed okay. kick. But I don't think he deserves the outrage from the fans. And he especially doesn't deserve the backlash from the, the GM and coach for going on. Well, like if this was on ESPN, they don't say a thing, right? But I think it's because it's the Today Show and And more like a different audience. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. So it's it's bad for the brand of the Bears, is what they're thinking. Yeah. Tell you what, turn it into a team thing and say we stand by our kicker. How about that? That sounds like a we thing to do to stand by your players. Anyway, the next person I'm sad for in the NFL, any football coach younger than Sean McVay. (laughs) Uh, Also, any football coach who's older than Sean McVay. Let me explain. So, if you're a college, if you're a a, a college, like, linebackers coach or something, mm-hmm. you're probably in your 30s or 40s, right? Sean McVay's in his like he's 32 and he's might play for a Super Bowl this year. Yeah, like he's kind of shifting things, kind of the way Jordan Spieth. And Rory McElroy did with the golfers a few years ago, where it was like, you don't have to be a seasoned veteran to win all these major tournaments. You can be a young guy, and you can play with Tiger and Phil, and you don't have to be intimidated by them. Well, Sean McVay, I guarantee you, he's not intimidated by Sean Payton. I guarantee you that. Mm-hmm. he is not intimidated by anybody. He has so much confidence. And that comes from being prepared, being surrounded by good people that trust you and have confidence in you. And so he's going to go out there, let it all hang out, and he's going to call the game he knows needs to be called. And he knows i mean, he's all the confidence in the world. And I feel bad for any coach that's that's older than him especially because you look at him and you're like, oh, man, when I was his age, I was like the towel boy for the Falcons or something. You know what I mean? And so he has a ton of success. And then all the coaches that are younger than him are like, I am never, ever going to measure up to that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Look where you have to get at 32 to be on the Sean McVay path. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Do you have any other people you feel bad for?
0: Uh, bad for no. I no. got happy us.
1: All right, another person I feel bad for. Anyone who yells "Defense wins championships" while coaching their team, right? Because the top four offenses are in the are still in the playoffs right now. The top four offenses. Yeah. And Chiefs. Yep.
0: Rams. Yep. Saints. Yep. Patriots. Oh,
1: and please let's get it. Let's get a a forty five forty three point Super Bowl or something like that. I want to see a fun yeah. exciting Super Bowl, and this might be a fun exciting playoffs. Or it might be an awful terrible playoffs for the rest of the way. We don't know yet. Mm. Like these these championship games might get dragged uh, dragged into the mud. They might just try to run the ball all over each other because one coach wants to control the pace or whatever. And I hope that's not the case. I hope we have another repeat of what the Rams Chiefs did during the regular season, which was phenomenal.
0: Yeah, I think NFC We almost gave N- that game to N- Mexico. Yeah, the NFC should be at <laughs>
1: that was almost played at that terrible stadium. Yeah, Jared, that's Jared true. Goff would have two like three thank torn you, ACLs right now. Thank
0: you, Shakira. What? That's the reason they didn't play there. They had, like, the Shakira concert the week before, and, like, I guess the, the moving around the, the, the stage and people on the and floor. And her dancing. It's, like, totally ripped up the field. I, I so still maybe think, it was, like, two weeks before. I bet
1: it was just her dancing that ripped oh. up the field. That's all it was. Hmm. Back and forth on stage dancing. That's all yeah. it was. Oh, and the people in there dancing, too. Um, That's, you bailar in Spanish. Mm-hmm. They were bailando.
0: Mhm What was I saying?
1: Something about oh football. NFC, yeah, yeah
0: the NFC. I think we'll have a, a a really high scoring matchup. It's in a dome, right? Uh, but the AFC, it's going back to Kansas City. I I heard, was it seven degrees or twenty seven degrees or something super cold, <laughs> right? And so, uh, you know, we saw we saw these four teams uh, really put on a rushing display. We'll talk about that later. Uh, I would expect that to to continue this weekend. Um, okay,
1: but apparently a lot of points came out of the rushing game for the Chiefs this. This week, the old saying, like, points come out of the passing game, not so much for the Chiefs, man. They scored all their points on running plays yeah. or field goals.
0: I'm uh, I'm good talking about happy-sad. You want to talk? You have more?
1: You, do you have any happies? Who are you happy for?
0: Just, you know, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. Finally, something started to go their way. Also, really, C.J. Anderson.
1: Right. Like, that was dope.
0: Yeah. I, I, I'm glad. I, again, running backs may be interchangeable, but... That dude, he really put on a show. Uh, he, he, he also uh, he also proved that you don't have to be in impeccable shape to, uh, to be a professional athlete. I
1: think he just looked frumpy because of the long sleeves. Was he wearing like He's eight we- layers? <laughs> well, he was wearing baggy sleeves. He had like he had a puffy vest
0: on underneath. I
1: don't know. Yeah. He, okay, look. You're in phenomenal shape if you put Thank up 140- 140. Oh, there was more. C.J. Anderson is in incredible shape. If he can put up 140 yards against a professional defense, dude, he's in great shape. He carried the ball over 20 times. Of course, he's well-rested. <laughs> That's true.
0: <laughs> not a whole lot of mileage on those legs right? this season. Yeah, this season.
1: But he's not a, yeah. he's not a spring chicken. That right. means he's not young. Mm-hmm. But he, he had over 20 carries. He's averaging over 140 yards a game over the last three games, which I That's think are crazy. the only three games he's played for the Rams. Yeah, maybe. So you know what that tells me? That tells me that that offensive line is healthy and they're playing great at the right time. And Sean McVay is scheming good running games. We always talk about coaches scheming good passing games. Sean McVay is scheming really good running games. Yeah, we I don't think, talk about that. I enough.
0: think the offensive line has been healthy all of this season and for last season. Yep. It, which, like, if you if you have that kind of cohesion, that consistency, um, you are your your offensive line will be dominant. I mean, even if it's like an average offensive line. To be able to stay together and to know the tendencies of the guy you're playing next to, it really goes a long way.
1: When What happened with the the Cowboys when Ezekiel Elliott... uh, You remember Derrick Henry? Remember that guy? Of course. Derrick Henry was seen as one of the best running backs in the league. He goes to the Titans and disappears. Ezekiel Elliott comes in as a rookie, dominates. What's going on? Chris Henry?
0: Huh? No, Derrick
1: Derrick Henry. Is he on the Titans? Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Sorry. they? Okay. Like I, thought you're, I thought you were talking about someone else. Okay.
1: I'm clearly not. Yeah, because he's still good. Who? Derek Henry? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No one's talking about him though.
0: Oh. Okay.
1: Like you're you're with that Dallas offensive line and you're a star. Got it. You're with another team and you're ho hum so so. Right. Even as a really talented player. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's it's so much the offensive line. You know.
0: Yeah. So if you didn't see the games this weekend, Patriots beat the Chargers, 41-28. Rams beat the Cowboys 30-22. That score is a lot closer than the game was. Yes. Uh, Saints beat the Eagles 20-14, and Chiefs beat the Colts
1: 31-13. No passing touchdowns for the Chiefs.
0: In fact, only three passing touchdowns by winning teams all weekend. So of the four teams that won, there were three touchdowns. Who threw them? Thrown. Breeze. One by Brady, two by Breeze. Patrick Mahomes, who had a good game, no, no passing touchdowns. He did have a rushing touchdown. Jared Goff, no passing touchdowns.
1: And that, that tells me, again, offensive line and good coaching.
0: Yeah. So li- listen to the rushing discrepancy in these games. Chargers-Patriots, the Patriots outrushed the Chargers 155 to 19 yards. You can't win a football game rushing for 19 yards. Cowboys-Rams, the Rams outrush the Cowboys 273 yards. They had two rushers over 100 Boom. yards, C.J. Anderson, Todd Gurley. 273 to 50 yards.
1: And the Cowboys they want to run the ball with Ezekiel Elliott. They have
0: a great line and a great running back.
1: Yeah. And of course that Rams defensive line. That's a on big, a, on a week's rest. They got some
0: big boys. Yeah. Saints outrush the Eagles 137 to 49. Chiefs outrush the the Colts 180 to 87. And
1: they also had a had a 100 plus yard rusher. Yeah.
0: And so yes, there was some bad weather this weekend, and so maybe you rush the ball a little bit more than you otherwise would.
1: I think but, the, but, the short passing games and RPOs are so prevalent in the league now that I think short passes kind of negate the weather when it comes to the passing game yeah. a lot. But
0: so, but 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 it, what this shows is that even in the day of of flashy dashy. Passy schemes.
1: Flashy dashy passy? Yeah. That's, Patent that. That that's is amazing. My new, that's my new phrase. No, no. That is that is our new phrase. That's a show phrase, and no one should take it because, f- what was it? Flashy, flashy, dash, pat-
0: fa- flashy dashy passy. Flashy
1: dashy passy. That perfectly sums up what Patrick Mahomes does. <laughs> he's flashy. He He's usually out on the run, so he's yep. dashy. He's like no looking and stuff, and he's definitely passing it. Mm-hmm. So it's passy. Yeah. Flashy, dashy, passy.
0: But we're in a day where we're passing, playing vertically, right? As they say on ESPN sometimes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, Good work by you. Thanks. It's in vogue, right? Um, The magazine? (laughs) It's. The game is still won in the trenches.
1: Ooh, good cliche. Thank you very much.
0: No, but 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 every team team that won dominated the offensive and defensive lines. Yeah, and so it opened up the run game and it shut down the run game, right? And when you do that, you can have uh, an impactful passing attack. It wasn't needed this weekend, um, but more. I'm not. I'm not. And I'm not trying to say like head coaches are prioritizing running. Over passing, that's obviously not the case if you look at like the breakdown of plays but the teams who excelled this weekend when they ran they ran the ball extremely well
1: yeah yeah and I think that comes down to maybe the defense is being tired I mean all the teams that lost played the week before and so if you're tired one of the worst things for not for a defense is to come up to the ball Knowing that the offensive linemen are just gonna bull rush you right in your face, and you're gonna have to try to stop the run over and over and over again. Remember what Marshawn Lynch said that one time? They said he was talking about running over people. It's like people don't want to be run over like that. Yeah. And they were like, "What do you mean?" It's like just run through an mf'er's face. That's what he said. It was. It's a cool quote. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty intense, but he's just like people don't like that. Just get run over over and over and over again, and that's what the winning teams did this week. They just were running over mm-hmm. the the defense over and over and over again, and that wears you out. It exhausts you. And the Patriots are really good at this. There's a rule in the NFL where if you uh if you substitute a player, you have to stop and allow the defense, yeah, the defense to substitute to as well, yeah. right? So Bill Belichick will take advantage of that, and he will just keep mauling you, and he'll go into no huddle, not so he can pass the ball. But he'll go no huddle and up tempo so that he can keep those 350 pound guys on the field yeah. for for minutes and minutes at a time, just exhausting them. They can't then you get to a third and long situation. Can they rush the quarterback? No, because they've had the ball rushed like down their face, down their throats, <laughs> three plays in a row and they're exhausted. Yeah. So I mean the good coaches are going to do what's working. Good coaches aren't going to stick to the game plan when it's not working. Mm -hmm. They're going to do what's working. And for this week, they just were wearing the defenses out with the run.
0: And I think you could make a case that the four head coaches remaining are the four best head coaches in the game right now. Obviously, they're the only ones alive. But who would you rather have over Bill Belichick, Andy Reid, Sean Payton, or Sean McVay? Is there someone else you would put in there?
1: I like Kyle Shanahan over uh, Sean Payton.
0: Okay, okay, Kyle Shanahan, sure. I don't. Great way to end this I segment. I don't. I don't. I don't. Okay. Also, but but I, I think that the cream not ending it. The cream has risen to the top. Good cliche also, again. Also, um, we've we've wondered on this show when what would set off the zombie apocalypse. We theorized. Um, you know, this action or that, opening the mummy tomb. That was like one of our very first news stories. I remember that, yeah. Um, Or or eating, eating, you know, frozen chicken tenders on the side of a highway in Alabama. Come on,
1: Alabama. Come on. I'm still not over that. Maybe they're defrosted by now. I haven't forgiven Alabama. um, They're digested by now. But when really
0: the zombie apocalypse is happening right in front of our eyes because the patriots will not die. They've every year... We pronounce them dead. Every year we say the Patriots dynasty is over. And every year they prove us wrong.
1: As long as the AFC East keeps swapping coaches back and forth, the, the they're going to win the AFC East the every The reports
0: of the Patriots' death are greatly exaggerated. To quote, to, to paraphrase the great Samuel Leghorn Foghorn Clemens. Mark Twain. So I um, thought we'd finish up with some baseball talk. Uh, so the the most interesting thing happening in baseball right now is a football player. Huh?
1: Uh, Sorry, I wasn't listening.
0: College Heisman winner, Kyler Murray. He was drafted by the uh, Oakland A's a year ago, right? I think ninth overall in the first round. And uh, he today declared for the NFL draft. Now, that doesn't mean necessarily that he will go, uh, go into the NFL, um, but it, it allows him to do that, right? He was right. going to leave school after this year anyways and either play professional baseball or professional football. He has like a $4.6 million signing bonus from the A's if he decides to play baseball, but he can make much more if he gets drafted in the first round of the NFL drafts and much, much more if it's, if it's a high pick. Um, So just an interesting situation. We've never had, there's never been someone drafted in both first round of two major sports.
1: Not even Bo Jackson?
0: No, not even Bo Jackson.
1: I don't even know Bo. Bo don't know. Bo knows. Bo knows. You don't know Bo. Bo Bo.
0: I don't know Bo. We don't know Bo. Great documentary. Uh, So that would be, I think he probably would get drafted in the first round. I'm not sure where he's like projecting right now, but Pl- plenty of teams Heisman need a good quarterback.
1: quarterback. Yeah, plenty of teams need a good young quarterback, and his his arm talents there.
0: Buccaneers could use one. Yeah, Jaguars could Jaguars use Jaguars could
1: use one. Yep, yep.
0: Yeah, Bills could use one.
1: Yeah. Oh, they had they had Tyrod Taylor.
0: Vi- uh, Vikings could use one. I don't care about Kirk Cousins.
1: Yeah, he he will not win you a playoff game, man.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, don't know why John Gruden told you that, man. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, plenty of teams could use a young quarterback. Um, I don't know which way he's leaning. It seems like his camp is releasing that he's leaning towards football. He he's loves football. Well, he's declared, but that was more of a procedural thing.
1: Right. Right. And something I've, I find interesting is I saw a breakdown of how much money he would make and win. Mm-hmm. and because he's a little older than most baseball prospects, if he goes to the NFL now, he'll actually end up making more money than if he goes into baseball. Because he's not, he's not like the, the Bryce Harpers of the world or the Mike Trouts of the world that get called up in like their second season yeah. as a professional. And Bryce Harper was way young, so he's going to get paid a lot younger than most players do. Uh, Kyler Murray, that won't quite be the situation with him unless he does amazing things and shows amazing growth, which he's not projected to do, and he's into the majors sooner. But the contracts just don't line up. Yeah. NFL, bigger signing bonus, bigger big paydays earlier because of the way the contracts are set up in the nfl so
0: also just the marketing like how many baseball players have like national endorsements versus football players i think i named them all just now yeah i think so i think so
1: (laughs) but i what i find interesting this all might be posturing this all might be trying to get the most money for wherever he wants to go it might be and i say that because do you know who his agent is uh is it scott boris it's scott boris He will not, he will not stop doing any, he will that do whatever just it takes. Prince money, man. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, crazy. Uh, so, and the Machado, the ma- Machado, almost said Machado. The Machado, the machado, machado about nothing.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, but there is something to report on Machado. So, the White Talks have officially offered him a contract. Conflicting reports as to whether it's seven or eight years, Jeff uh, Passon, Passon, Pesson.
1: I think call him Passon.
0: Passon. Jeff Passon. Reported eight years, $250 million, which would put him just north of $300 million a year, but south of the Giancarlo Stanton 325 Um What was that? 325 over how much? Seven, eight years? No, oh, maybe it was like 13 years.
1: Whoa, really? They I think it was a long 13 time. year? Yeah. I don't know. That's but, unheard of.
0: But I, Shocking. I I think he would still like to hold out for, for $300 million. Ten years, $300 million, I think is... Kind of the the, the goal, uh, but he's actually has a contract offer, which is more than Bryce Harper can say. Uh, although he met with the Phillies this weekend, so I, m- most of these insiders say Machado will likely end up with the White Sox. Harper likely ends up the Phillies. Backup plan for the Phillies if Harper goes would be to go after Machado. Uh, if Harper doesn't go to the the Phillies, you know Nationals say they're still interested.
1: I mean, because of course.
0: But but if they did sign him for anywhere near what they offered him originally, which was ten years, thirty, three hundred million, million. Um, they would be in luxury tax purgatory forever. Now, granted, their owner is a you know multi-billionaire, so maybe he just doesn't care. He's he's one of those
1: owners, but his baseball team is like a plaything. Yeah, it's not like the way he makes his money.
0: But it's at some point that that those numbers have it, to hurt. It will factor in. Yeah. yeah, it will factor in. And so it it seems unrealistic that the Nationals would go after him if the Phillies can't get him. Uh, I think he goes with the biggest contract. Um, but my question is, and this is just very self centered on my part. Sure. What are the Dodgers doing? Dodgers, you've been to the World Series two years in a row. Two years ago, you were one win away. You traded away your right fielder. There's a spot open. You got a huge pot of money. Get
1: Harper. Do they have their money in a pot? That's a weird place. For it's in
0: a pot in a safety de- deposit. Safety deposit pot? Safety pot. Safety deposit. De-
1: I already said safety deposit pot. That was good enough. You didn't have to try to make a good thing better. It was fine the way it was. The safety deposit pot.
0: Magic Johnson. Work your whatever you call it. Oh, <laughs> get Bryce Harper. I don't know. I don't know what we're doing, Dodgers. We, ch- oh no, we're good. Uh, we let Grandal walk, and we we uh, we traded for Russell Martin. So the singer. Now we have two. No, that, that's Ricky Martin. Now that's we have my bad. now we have two uh, below league average uh, catchers. Good. So good.
1: Barnes. So Barnes, they,
0: right? So, I think we're set there. Yeah, Barnes. Well, uh,
1: Seager's coming back.
0: Seeker's coming kind of back. The me. infield is going to be fine, even even though Dozier left. You know, the second base, you can you can platoon with Muncy, uh, Hernandez. That
1: swing, dude. Max Muncy swing. <laughs> Taylor. Oh, I hadn't thought about a swing in a while. Give me a minute.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, I remember when I saw it in person. And it's it's not that they don't have enough players to have a good team, and the division has gotten worse around them. Rockies lost LeMay. You're not you're, the The... the, the <laughs> <laughs> the Diamondbacks lost Goldschmidt. So so their division Goldie. should be easier to win this year. Should be. And so my only theory is that they're just they're waiting. They're not going to play the offseason game. They're thinking they have enough talent to win the division and that something's going to come along like a Machado at the trade deadline. That they can, you know, a team that has someone with a high contract that's in last place. They'll let go. My only thought is that's the plan. Friedman does kind of like to stalk the the president of baseball operations for the Dodgers. He likes to stalk. He likes to not make uh, a lot of noise until <laughs> until uh, until some other teams have, have you know made some offers. He doesn't like to be the first mover. And so maybe that's what they're doing, and they'll sneak in and sign Harper. But I'm getting a little antsy as a fan because all I've seen this offseason is we l- are losing players. Good players.
1: So what's working in baseball right now? The combination of money ball tactics with big team money, with big market money. Yeah. Right? So maybe when you look at the Bryce Harper deal, when you look at what Machado was demanding, when you look at what these other players might demand in contract negotiations in the future, maybe the Dodgers and other teams are going away from those big superstar contracts, and they're trying to do more of what the Astros have done, which is build from the inside, go with those cheap value contracts, even though it's not a salary cap sport, so that when you do need a Justin Verlander for example you go out and you nab him so maybe that's why they're keeping the salary low
0: Dodgers could have had Justin Verlander and they went with you Darvish
1: I'm so glad I'm not a Dodger fan that's a special kind of purgatory to be in for like you're so close but you just can't get there players are getting hurt
0: hmm. I don't got anything else David you done? I'm good.
1: Well, I just got a comment that made me unsettled. So, yeah, I think uh, someone commented something that made me we, uncomfortable. Got,
0: we, so. got a few, we got a few uh, people in the chat. Gabriel Boy, he should come to the Redskins. That was probably like 40 minutes ago when we were talking about Antonio Brown.
1: Right, right. And no, he's going to the Niners, bro. Back off.
0: And uh, Josh
1: Myers. Don't say what he wrote.
0: You got a pretty mouth, boy, and he's obviously talking to you.
1: That makes me uncomfortable.
0: Uh-huh. Like, a lot. I got to look at it all day. I think it makes me...
1: According to Josh, it's pretty. You should be you should be, happy that you get to look at my pretty mouth, boy.
0: All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to Subjectively Correct. We'll see you Thursday. Should we do this Thursday? We'll see. I don't know. Plan on Thursday. Set your notifications to uh, notify you. So, bye.
1: You're so good at this. You really are. You're so good at this thing. Starting and stopping is your best thing. No thanks. You're like, you're like a rocket ship. <laughs> like starting takes a lot of energy to get off the ground. Then I once coast. You do, and then
0: I coast for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
1: then, then when it's time to when it's time to end again, it's whoa! It's a, it's a crash landing into the ocean. That's a good way to say that. You're you're a rocket ship. no Taking off, it takes a lot of energy. Then you're up there. You're in space and you're cruising along at a good altitude and things are going great. But then when it's time to finish. Boom, crash into the ocean.